Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Not our most traditional guy, but clearly something you are doing is right. And I just, I need to get a sense of what that is. David, here it is. My philosophy is basically this. And this is something that I live by. And I always have. And I always will. Don't ever, for any reason, do anything to anyone, for any reason, ever, no matter what, no matter where or who or who you are with or, or where you are going or, or where you've been, ever, for any reason whatsoever. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Like an improv conversation. An improvisation. Welcome everyone to another episode of Wonder Soul. This is Wonder Talk, the series here on the podcast where I have a conversation or even an interview with some interesting people, friends, uh, other creators, just people from all types of walks of life. Uh, And today I have a a good friend of mine, Jake from State Farm. uh so what's up jake how you doing man hey i'm doing pretty good man i'm glad to be on the podcast finally after hearing about it so much i know man i'm sorry dude this has been a long time coming (laughs) we've been talking about it for like months oh yeah let's get it going so here we are and uh yeah man i'm just happy to have you on and uh, we're gonna get into a bunch of different stuff but the one thing that i really want to talk about and start off this episode with is it's got to be The Office, man, of because course. you are probably the biggest fan of that show that I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Look, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the biggest. I mean, you you even saw the the news before I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is some news about The, uh, the Office. And uh, I was going to ask you about that because, well, before we get into that, I guess this Let's preface everything with um, some details about how you got into the show, and, yeah. and what do you what do you like about the show? We'll take turns going with that, and then we'll get into some of that news with it. So I uh, I had gotten into the show from a friend of mine who um, was kind of like I guess a mentor. He was laughing about it one day, and uh, he just started saying all these quotes, and so I, I wanted to know what all of that meant and where it came from. So I started watching the show, and. Uh, now I've watched it like uh, four times through. I think I'm on my fifth now. And actually, when I started dating my girlfriend, I made her watch the show as well uh, because she there were things that I would say that she wouldn't get. So I had to. I was like, all right, we got to sit down, watch The Office. So, um, but it's definitely been a, a a really big thing in my life, anyway. <laughs> Heck yeah, man! I think it's one of the most like relatable uh, shows on TV. Mm-hmm. As far as like a, I don't know, is it a sitcom? I guess so. Um, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a mockumentary, is what they call it. 
Um, yeah. It's just kind of like making fun of documentaries, but man, it's if you like dry humor, you'll really enjoy The Office. Dude, I love dry humor. That's mm-hmm. like my, that's my go-to, man. And I know a lot of people who like The Office uh, ended up watching Parks and Rec, and that's that's also a really good show too. I, yeah. I I still prefer The Office, but there are characters from Parks and Rec that I, I really enjoy. And I think it was like a good, um, I don't know, was it like a, a transition from The Office to Parks and Rec? Like um, were the same, same people, like the writers and directors on well, that show? So there's like some theories on that. I don't I don't personally know a lot about it, I guess. Um, right. But there's, there's some theories that I've read that have been kind of like trying to connect The Office and Parks and Rec. But, oh, you well, know. Like they're in the same universe or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh. like uh, Karen, from uh the offices is like um the another person like it's just weird dude because uh, they use a lot of the same or not a lot but they use some of the same characters or the okay. same actors anyway so yeah that would be interesting if it was the same kind of documentary crew that did the office or like the the paper company and mm-hmm. then they went over and did you know the whole parks and rec crew and everything like that that would make a lot of sense actually yeah. and, and and the humor is the same um and i don't know like it's it takes place in a work environment and right. i think that's something that no matter what a lot of people can just relate to right and, and that show what do you think about the work environment does uh the office and parks and rec really get right that most shows or most movies don't um i i don't know they uh they really kind of uh accentuate the uh or over um they just overdo all of the uh, the personalities in an office. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the goofy boss, um, he's <laughs> extra goofy. Then you have the guy that works hard all the time who's like an extra, extra. They just um, overdo everything. And that's what's kind of funny is because it just kind of makes fun of that. Um, yeah, those stereotypes. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah, yeah the um, tropes that you find in the office for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is a new there. I've actually been following this a little bit, but uh, you actually saw this a little bit before me. But they're really starting to really come out with uh, some tidbits about NBC wants to reboot The Office. Gosh, I really hope they don't, dude. I don't know, man. I, I'd be kind of excited for it. I kind of want to see where Pam and Jim are. You know, they were having a little rough spot at the end of the season, at the end of the show, but then kind of get back into it. Right. Uh, you know, want to see the kids grown up, you know, stuff like that. You know, I kind of want like a good ending story, you know. I think that they could do it if the, if it's like the same style and humor, yeah. but just kind of take a whole new approach, like a different company, a different workspace, right. different characters, you know, kind of like, you know, so The Office, Parks and Rec, and then something else. And they would all be similar, but completely different and stand on their own, you know. Yeah. I think that would be a good way. I don't want them to like reboot it and then it let it be like the continuation. I think you just need to leave it alone. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, did you think that after uh, Steve Carell left, uh, did you like the later parts of The Office as um, much as you liked it when he was uh, in the show? Yeah, so I think a lot of people actually thought that it wasn't the show kind of dropped there. Um, I I think it kind of dropped there as well a little bit, but you know I, I still I still liked certain parts of the show. But uh, a lot of people say as Andy came in, 
uh, the show started getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kind of have to agree with that a little bit because he was just, uh, he was almost too much of sometimes. It was just like, you know, like, all right, I've had enough of this guy. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's, he his whole character kind of changes. Like, yeah. You know, they they almost wanted him to fill in for Michael Scott and, right. and adapt a lot of those personality traits. And, yeah. you know, it just was hard to do that. I, I'll tell you one thing that I like about The Office and really any of these shows like Parks and Rec, uh, they really show a realistic example of like what a work environment is as far as interactions. Yeah. Like, you know, there's relationships, there's everybody kind of knows more about each other than probably family and friends know because you spend so much time together and you actually, you know, get to talk and, and, and there's something where you can tell somebody at work what's going on at home and you can almost vent and, and let them in and just kind oh, of yeah. feel like, yeah, they don't care what's really going on, but I can right. get this off my chest. Cause yeah. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people do that. I know that we did that. That's why it was very interesting for us to get together and be on, the podcast like we are right now because we had so many awesome conversations just at work right um so yeah i think they do a really good job of that and people see like relatability within that and oh yeah you know because every work environment's different but you know you, you you're forced to interact with your co-workers mm-hmm. and your boss and and you're forced to overhear or even listen about things that you may not even care about. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, uh, why are you telling me this again? <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to go along with it because you want them to like you a little bit because yeah, you yeah. have a little bit of power. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, speaking of which, I mean, I've been recently actually within the past week or two, I've been looking up like personality types, especially in the office. Um, uh, just, I don't know if you ever heard of the Enneagram. No, dude, tell personality me. Test. Okay, so it's a personality test that's been around. Um, it's been around for a really long time from what I've heard, like 75, 80 years. Cool. But you take this test and there's nine personalities out of like 7 billion people. There's There are nine particular personalities that you could be. And like you can match one. Like for instance, I'm a type five dominant type five with a um with uh eight tendencies but they're really cool um Hmm. there's like nine of them uh i i've taken my my test like three there's free tests but i've taken like mine like three or four times um mine's called like the investigator but the um, investigator but reading through all these um reading through all these which is like what i like to do that's why i I already (laughs) know a little bit about this is just because i've been so into it um, but it's just really cool to kind of read the personalities and then you can go into the office and then you can kind of like see like, okay, well, I see this guy, he could be like a six or something, but it's mm-hmm. all really cool. I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, yeah. It helps you, uh, better understand and read people and know right. how to like adapt around them. Yeah. You know, if you know that they have a strong personality here, you can kind of like adapt uh, to that when you're, uh, you know, around them. And I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people have a hard time doing. And that's mm-hmm. why you have conflict and clashes with people because they don't know how to like kind of, you know, adapt to their environment and to the right. people that they're around. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's super interesting. Is So how many personality 
uh, categories or, or lanes do, did you find? Like eight or nine, you said? So, yeah. So there's apparently only nine personality types in the entire world. Whoa. Does so, that seem like really small? Yeah. So you would think that every couple of years they'd have to come out with a new personality type because the world's constantly changing. But, um, you know, apparently they've got it pretty packed into nine. So, really? I'm going to have to take that test, man. I really am interested. It's uh, like truity.com or something like that. But it's, uh, I really like, um, that's why the, uh, that's why I got the investigator. I really just like figuring things out. Mm. Um, learning about my own personality was really, really interesting. Um, yeah. Do you think it's like a, like when you are reading about your own personality, is it any different than reading your like horoscope or your zodiac sign? Are they are they any way similar? You know, <laughs> like that's how um, it kind of it feels to me. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, kinda. Um, the Enneagram test, though, I think really, really pegs you. Like, I mean, like it, if you take the test correctly and you get everything right, it mm. can really read off exactly exactly what you, what you are, how you think. Are you more emotionally um, based or are you more thinking based? Like, are you more um, objective or subjective based? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it really pegs you. And then it can tell you how you act, what's your strengths, what's your weaknesses. Like for me, the investigator, one of my strengths is that I can, I really think things through before I do anything. Mm -hmm. But one of my weaknesses is, is that I don't show emotion very well. Oh, so there's a trade-off, like you. Right. Yeah. Okay, that would make sense. So, yeah. like, has it made you, uh, I don't know, more confident or self-conscious about things? Where you're like, oh man, like, is it weird kind of seeing it on paper? Like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I haven't looked at it like that. You know, yeah. those are some of my weaknesses. Yeah. You know, at, at first, at first, it was kind of weird, but you know, for the longest time. Because uh, I'm, I'm very analytical, especially of myself. I mean, a lot of people, uh, almost everybody is kind of really um, yeah. hard on themselves. But like I'm, I'm really analytical towards myself. And so finally really figuring out exactly what my personality type is, I think was really, really important to me. Because it's like now I know how to how to react to certain things that my mm. that I'm going through. Like if I'm starting to think, because another thing that the type five says is like when you're like when you when you start thinking, you get so deep in thought that it looks like you don't care because you're so it looks like you're not paying attention. Right. But uh, really, you're just really focused and thinking. Yeah. Right. And so now it kind of gives some leeway to me like, OK, like now I know that if this starts happening, I can now let people either let people know or I can try to remind myself to like, hey, like this might happen, you know, because mm -hmm. my girlfriend many times she'll be telling me a story and then um, or she'll just look at me, look over at me. And she'll be like, is everything OK? And I'll just be staring at the wall <laughs> <laughs> with no emotion. And uh, she'll be like, you, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm just thinking. Yeah. There, and there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But it's it's just like. Like you said, some people are more in their head and some people are purely uh, emotional and yeah. they react a lot to, to things and, uh, but they're not really thinking about it. They're not, I don't think that they're really taking it in. They're right. just kind of reacting to it. Um, now, do you think that those, uh, those traits 
are they set in stone or is it something that now that you're aware of it, that you could change and find yourself like in a couple of years, taking that test again and, and finding yourself a different personality trait? Or do you think this is um, something that's like lifelong? So I think for the, for so there's, there's two ways that your number can go, like your type can go. So mm-hmm. if I'm like type five, for I believe, let me check real quick. I can either be like a type five with a type eight or a type five with a type seven the type five with a type eight is a good is a good thing but the type five with a seven is a bad thing Mm. um which is really interesting so it's really like you can you really can't get out of that personality type like you're set for life on your base personality type but there's ways that you can make it really good like it even shows on the enneagraminstitute.com website it has your levels of development and it's like the healthiest levels and the unhealthiest levels of what you could so it's like you can kind of base off of where you are now and then it even shows you it's like personal growth recommendations for enneagram type five and it's like it gives you some tips and tricks yeah so it's like it's like this website is like a really good basis for figuring out if a lot of people are like, I don't even know what I want to do with my life or who I really am. Well, look, if, if personality is like your thing, like you don't really know what it, what it is or you've got questions about it, take this test. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think a lot of people would benefit from it. I know I would. I mean, uh, I think that it's important to discover who you are by yourself and not rely so heavily on the opinions and thoughts of other people because you know those those aren't always correct and sometimes they are you know right on it but you know but that's where i'm kind of like curious now that you're bringing this up like so can people really change you know like and if your personality is set in stone what created that was it your environment the influences around you your genetics like is it things that are, you know, to the point where you really couldn't adjust enough to to make a real difference? Uh, um, I really think it's really all of those combined. I mean, I think scientists have for years tried to figure out if it's nature versus nurture, um, which is kind of what I think you were speaking to a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. They really kind of think it's it's both, but they really can't give you a percentage, like if it's half and half or if it's 70-30. Um, yeah at least from what I, from what I understand. Um, but they're kind of in the thing where it's like, it's like kind of all of those combined and it's your life experiences. Um, like the way I grew up, the reason why I am like I am is, you know, because of DNA, because of how I was raised, because of the environment I was in, my going to school, you know, just all of those things kind of combined into that. Now, can you work on that? Yes, I think you can make it better or you can make it worse. Um, but I don't think you can completely change. Um, you'll always have a little bit of like, for me, I'll always have a little bit of type five in me. Yeah, I see. Like there's, there's only so much you can do to, um, I don't know, change the out the exterior of this, but at the core, you're always going to have certain elements that are there. It's the only thing that you can do with that is keep it in check and to be aware of it. So that like, say you have a, you know, a temper, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's going to be a way for you to completely get away from that, but you can start to build up the habits 
to be aware of that and be like, okay, I'm getting upset. Is this worth it? Let me chill. So even though your chemical, you know, your body is doing something, you can take control or back control and go, okay, we're not going to go this way. We're going to go that way. So you're not really changing the, the interior, but you're, you're changing how it, 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 um, it can come out in just the way that it's delivered. So yeah, it's interesting though. It's very interesting. I don't know, man. It's, um, because there's a lot of people that come from different environments and that, you know, there's a lot of environments that are setting you up to not succeed or be happy or be healthy. And, um, you know, it's just like we were talking about a little bit with like a trade-off, like you can, you can come from a bad environment and still have a good life. And you can also come from a good environment and still end up having a bad life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a lot of combinations of like, we were just saying environment, the people that you're around, um, and your choices that you make. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. Well, so. I think, uh, I mean, I think a lot of that, you know, like you were saying, I, um, I think a lot of that has to do with, I mean, you know, the Enneagram type, it says personal growth recommendations. I think a lot, a lot of that, you know, if you grow up in a bad environment, um, if you, if you want to, if you want to be different, you can, I mean, it's, it is America, Apparently, you're supposed to be able. Or you're supposed to be able to be whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not going to say whether or not that is completely true or not. But what I'm saying is, I, I really do think you. I, I think you can change your. You can change your. You can you, you can change your situation, and but to do that, I think you have to change your motivations and your mm. your growth. Yeah. And it would take just a hell of a lot more time, energy and effort. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of working from, you know, uh, a handicap in a way. Uh, yeah. You're kind of working from behind in some right. situations, you know, you know, it's kind of like probably if you're if, if obesity runs in your family, you know, uh, yeah. something <laughs> like that, that's like genetic, you know, you can it's just going to require you to take more time and energy and effort to have a healthy lifestyle if you yeah. uh, you know and there's some yeah. things that you can't handle and you can't you can't help and right. um but you know if you are like you said motivated enough and this is something you really want to do mm-hmm. uh, you can work on things i think that you know it just takes time i think what happens is people uh don't have the patience for it like they yeah. they, they they want like a really clear-cut answer and they want the results to be like immediate and when they don't get those things uh they start to just you know lose motivation we've all been there before oh, uh, sure, yeah. so um but you know when it comes to your personality it's it, i think it's interesting though another thing to bring up because we were talking about like work in the office you have different personalities in a, in a way different mask that you put on in different environments so in a way, are we, do we have multiple personalities in a sense? Or, or, you know, I know there are people that are pretty clear cut wherever yeah. they are and whoever they're around, but you know, right. how do you feel about that? Um, so I think really you can only have one base personality type. And I think you can have like one or the, uh, like a, like, uh, like a, maybe another personality type on top of that. Yeah. Like but a really sub, there's like, a there's like a foundation and then you can kind of build off of that. 
like for instance like i'm type five but i'm not completely exactly what the type five overview on this website really describes okay um but like i have like a little bit of type eight in me as well um and so that makes me more kind of open whereas in most type fives if you're a true type five you're really kind of closed off you don't really trust anybody Mm. um and so it takes a long time for type fives to really get out there they just type fives spend a lot of time collecting and developing information and they don't really share it with with other people other people they retain it so um i think there's you know the foundation and then you can add on top of that but that's where it starts to get so confusing like you can learn as much as possible well when you go out into like your workplace and you really start to kind of try to peg because this is really good to know because if you're wanting to know how to get along with someone or what to say and what not to say well now you know like for instance the type three is called the achiever and so they're looking at how successful they are well, if you tell them something that sounds to them like you're uh, that you're telling you're telling them that they're a failure in mm-hmm. any sense. Like I had a friend the other day. Me and him have been friends for a really long time, um, but he's a type three. He's an achiever, and so he's always looking at how successful he is because failure is such a huge motivation for him in life to not be a failure. Mm-hmm. Well, I accidentally said something one day that I I thought sounded okay but then he texted me later at night and said hey i didn't really like what you said about that and you know you, you made it sound like uh, that i was a failure or that something that i did was a failure so i then had to apologize i didn't even know i did anything wrong but knowing now what that what the achiever what really motivates him in, in life i now see that okay maybe i could have not said that that would have been smart for me not to have said yeah yeah it's a, I mean, I think a lot of people, well, especially now in, in this time that we live in, um, there's a, there's a lot of illusions out there for what people want other people to, to think of them and believe that they mm-hmm. are. Um, when you really get in a room together and you get to know these people, then you really get to see behind the lines of like, okay. I know what you're aiming for, but I also see where you fall short. And that's all of us, right? Yeah. But 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 it's also important to know what buttons not to press and, and, and just knowing that, that that's just who that person is. Right. You know, like you said, like it, it's really important for that friend to be successful. So like certain subjects are a little bit touchier. Just like for everybody has like those things. You have strengths and you have weaknesses and uh yeah, it, it definitely must be a good tool to use. But I wonder how that makes the world look to to you as far as like if you really get into looking at people as these like categories, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Because I think a lot of people nowadays are so influenced by multiple different cultures, different mm-hmm. different things that uh, that we're all kind of a bunch of mixed bags <laughs> of ideas and, <laughs> yeah. and beliefs, you know, yeah. like we're we play around with a lot of different ideas. We have like our, like you were talking about kind of like a foundation uh, mm-hmm. that we, that we stand upon. But you know, one of the things that I've always felt was uh, true is that a sign of intelligence is to be able to play with an idea, but not to fully 
you know, commit to it and indulge in it, but to go, okay, I can see why you feel that way. You know, yeah. I, you know, nobody oh, yeah. wants to fail, but where, does it hit me like, you know, it does you No, but that's where we're different, but there's like right. common ground there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and I certainly do get what you're saying. I mean, I think I, I personally can really agree with that. I've, I've been, literally i mean i think i was i was working with you at the time i literally went um on the other side of the world um <laughs> yeah, and, and, and literally well not living in the culture but being in the culture there for about two or three weeks uh, in malaysia wow. and um and so we you know we really are we are affected by culture but what i think is really cool to think about is the way we are affected by culture is because of our personality types. Mm. So when I go to another culture, I'm much more drawn back. Um, and I'm really just observing. Whereas if somebody like the, um, let's say the achiever, like we were talking about earlier, the type three, he's going there to get something done. So he's experiencing culture, that culture, through what he does, through the things that he does, whether mm. that's, you know, building a new, a new home for someone or something like that. Um, and then you have like, I mean, there's just, there's different types, like there's the helper that go and they try to help people out and give, but that's how, so the way you experience culture, I believe, or what I'm thinking right now, is kind of like, is there's a specific way you're going to, depending on your personality type. Mm. And so that's how you see kind of like your like your lenses is how you see that culture is through your personality type. I was about to say, man, that's a very yeah. good point right there. Like we all see the same things through different eyes and different perspectives. For sure. And we all come from so many different backgrounds. It's like art, right? Like if we had a painting on the wall. Uh, everybody would look at it, but they would all either feel or think something different. Now there would be probably some trends that were the same and common, but you know, uh, I think just because everybody's looking for something different from the same thing, like life. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody wants something different out of this experience, yeah. but really we're all playing to generally the same rules and, and, and different things like that, but we're all going about it differently, but we're all having to work together and, and mm -hmm. live side by side, regardless if, um, you know, we're completely different. It's just like, right. especially here in America, you know that's just like the great experiment like this is such a right. uh, uh a mix uh you know combination of cultures and backgrounds from all different parts of the world yeah. and and uh so that's always been something very unique and beautiful especially when you go to another country mm -hmm. or another culture like they're very specific and you you forget like oh wow america is so diverse Right. And, it's, and, and people have just lived here maybe their whole life and they just think that's the norm. No, go to another country and, and see that like it's very specific. Uh, okay. I mean, you know, it's not closed door, but it's still like that's where, you know, they fully indulge in certain ideas or certain traditions and things like that. Mm -hmm. Now, like, what was your experience like when you did, you know, go overseas and stuff like that? Um, you know, a lot of it was 
I mean, I've been overseas a couple of times to different countries. And Malaysia was something a little different. Um, we had done, um, when we got there, it was one of the nicest places I've stayed yet in a, in a third world, well, I don't know if Malaysia's third world country or not. But like a foreign country, yeah. But like a foreign country, right. Like if we're, uh, when I go to the Philippines, we're kind of in a shack. Um, even when I go to different states and like, even in the United States, we're kind of like sometimes in a big high school gym. But Malaysia was probably the best ones. We had a lot of fun there. Um, but the experience there was, um, they have, they're really generous people and they, their whole society and culture is based off of respect. And so even the really small things such as like taking your shoes off um, before you go inside, Mm. Um, like I accidentally, uh, so I'm not used to that. So like my first couple of days there, like my first time I did it, she like, she turned around and started yelling at me. I got, I got so, I got so scared. I was like, what did I do wrong? And then uh, my friend was like, Hey, you need to take off your shoes before you walk inside. I was like, nobody told me that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How am I supposed to know? Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So <laughs> But it's, it's very based off of respect and, and everybody does really respect themselves there. Um, but what, when we were going there, it was really interesting um, because I was kind of told that um, we were going over there for kind of religious purposes, I guess, mainly to just kind of help out where we could. Um, but when we went over there, we were, we were kind of told that it was a really, it was more, I believe it was like a Muslim country. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were told to kind of keep quiet about it um, and we could get arrested by police. And in the past, I was like about four or five years ago. Yeah, it was definitely like that. Um, but it, things have changed in five years. Do they have like mega churches over there? So I don't know if you know much about the mega churches in Alabama. I don't. Um, like uh, you, you um, there's just certain mega church, but they're they're like thousands of people that go to this one big church and it's the same over there as well which is kind of crazy because they've only been up for maybe like two years and they've already got these huge churches it's booming over there um but it's just it's the culture there is is such a way of respect that even though we even though there's such different beliefs and values now because beliefs usually come with different values there's uh there's still so much respect that you have different religious like like a christian and a muslim living really close together and while there's there may be hate or dislike toward one another there's still a ton of respect for that person yeah um and so you know like we we could walk out now also there's not a lot of land there so like you can think of like let's say like you know the united states there's usually a lot of land per house like you've got a house you've got a side yard you've got a back and a front yard there it's literally like uh, maybe five feet of grass so like it's so it's like a it's a house and it's um it's gate it's walled in and gated in and then it the wall and gate is so small that it's literally enough for a driveway and that's it. Wow, jeez, some crow, yeah. Um, that's uh, that's not like it is. Well, not not everywhere, but still, like that's like probably something you saw a lot of, you know. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was actually the nicer houses. Um, when we got out to the shacks and stuff, 
um, you know, it was really interesting then. Um, but, you know, I've seen that kind of stuff before and it's always so disheartening to see. Uh, there's, a, yeah. there's a real big problem with that in the Philippines. It's a place called Trash Mountain. And on top of it, it's literally a garbage dump, a landfill that was completed. And so they threw dirt on top of it and now it's like green and lush. Um, but people live on top of it and they're so poor um, and, and they're dying every day. And the government has been asked what they'll do with it, what they'll do about it. And the government has literally come back and said, we're sorry, that's private property. We can't do anything for those citizens. And it's Jeez, just like, it's just like, and, and it's like you can stand on top of that mountain and you can see in the distance about five or 10 miles away, you can see the, the skyscrapers that are in the main city of the Philippines and it's just so it's so disheartening it's like you know we a lot of people want to help people you know but we get such these speaking of personality types you know now we're heading back into that mm -hmm. it's like you, you start out wanting to do good and then you end up somehow a lot of people end up just wanting success and wanting money and wanting and then that's their kind of value. And then we see the money really isn't it. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> it always seems to be the case. It's just like uh, every case is like money's just not doing it for me. I thought I, I thought if I could buy the things that I wanted to, then, you know, then I would be able to be happy. And it's like that's I've been trying to find happiness through money. It just doesn't work. And it's like you, this isn't the first time someone said something about it, you know, but it's like this stuff keeps happening and so these people are so selfish that it's like they don't even want to try to help they are they're gonna they're willing to make an excuse like that company doesn't even exist anymore that owns the landfill so like that's where that's where the problem comes in is like you guys blame it on the company because it's private property that company doesn't exist it went bankrupt and now it's just there and you now it's gonna do there. anything about it exactly and so where we tried like you can only and it hurts so much when you can only do so much it's like i'm only here for so long and i only brought so much food with me and i don't even have any medicine and these little children that are coming up to me with scabs and scars and and uh bloody spots with with bugs in them it's just like i can only i can just clean you off i got soap and some water and food and but you need medical attention it's like i just can't do anything about it and um you know it's it's bizarre bro yeah. i mean just hearing you talking about it um and if you you know see what we see usually over here like in the west and the u.s and stuff like that uh just the different cultures and the different things mm -hmm. like you were saying that people are really uh, interested in, involved in, um, and you, it's like weird to think that that's still going on. You know, we kind of right. live in our own little bubbles in our own ways, but, yeah. um, it's, it's kind of, it's not kind of, it's messed up to think that, you know, there are people currently every day going through a certain level of struggle. Now that happens over here, exactly. you know, obviously, right. but, but it's right. still like on an, on a scale that we can't even imagine unless you yeah. went over there and were actually directly uh, in the presence of this, 
you know, this environment, it's, it's crazy to think about because, you know, on one hand, like you said, people want to help. Uh, but then I don't know, like, I think the messages get so mixed. I think a lot of people think, well, if I get a lot of money, then I can help. I can't help unless I have a lot of money. And, And I think like, no, I think one thing that's more precious than money now i'm guilty of this like i don't volunteer a lot of places i don't do a lot of things like you know i know that that's something that you know we should all find some time within a year Mm -hmm. to do you know as often as possible but you know it's difficult because we're we're in this like rat race grind every day and it, it almost makes you feel like you have to focus on yourself but but how can you focus on yourself and not be selfish yeah Um, so so what i think is really interesting about what you said you know you're it's like you want to help but you don't have time that's actually become a really big problem in today's churches is that we go on these and i'm guilty of it um we go on these uh, it's called short-term mission trips which is like a two-week mission trip somewhere and then we like to give money and that seems really great um, until you there's this article that came out about like is this really helping because what happens is is you go over for two weeks you kind of create relationship with some people there's enough time to kind of get to know people a little bit and then you just leave and you don't come back for another year so really how helpful did you were you and then even worse than that is people giving money and as beautiful as that is as generous as those people are it's not helping and here's why is because these people that are giving money the the people that are then like the charities that are then sending that money over there it doesn't even have to be with churches it just has to be with charities in general they bring all this water they bring all this food they bring all this money to these countries to these third world countries who don't know how to manage that correctly and so then not only does that run out quickly but then these third world these third world like tribes and villages then start to try to rely they start relying on other people instead of themselves to do the work and so then when you start relying on other people other charities to do the work for them they then get lazy and complacent and then they 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 don't really they start to get kind of selfish um which is what i I would have a couple of friends who are actually trying to not fix that but they found really interesting ways to combat that there's a friend of mine his name is uh um, kevin he actually got an agricultural degree in college then he went straight to africa now lives in africa he's like a um um he moves around he just goes village to village Mm -hmm. but each village he goes to he teaches them how to garden and how to plant and when to plant and how to how how to irrigate how to do things how to swap the soil around stuff like that and he teaches them so that way they become so so managed they know exactly what they're doing that not only can they feed their whole village but now they have so much surplus they have so much extra they can now sell it for a profit and wow. so it's like you have these charities and like I'm not saying it's it's not a terrible thing. I'm saying that it could be setting these these people up for failure. But I think my I think my friend Kevin has it exactly right. I think he's doing the exact now it, it's hard to 
it's hard to do that because he's only affecting a really small part of the population. You know, just in Africa, when you have the entire world, and Africa really only struggle, only parts of Africa really struggle with you know that yeah. kind of situation. But if you really start like looking at it, I mean, it, I think that's really going to over time help out a lot. Yeah, dude. It's got to be something along the lines of the education. You know, I think like teaching people, making people uh, better prepared and aware and, and informed about circumstances and, and things that they can do to improve their quality of life is uh, better than just handing them, you know, teach somebody how to farm. Don't just give them food all the exactly. time. Exactly, yeah. You know, it's like a parenting. I'm not a parent, but, you know, they always say, like, don't do everything for your kids or they won't learn how to do it themselves, you know, and that's like just human nature, you know. You have to, like, you know, here's an example. I'm going to do it this one time, but I'm also going to show you so you can do it yourself next time. Um, and that's where, like, you know, I love when people give to charity. I, I do. I think, like you were saying, like, it's such a generous thing to do, especially if you do have the the, the finances uh, to do it. But, yeah. like, there's something about this, like, sometimes it feels like you're just throwing money down a well. Like, you're being told that in that at the bottom of that well, the money is collecting and it's going somewhere and it's helping mm-hmm. people. But you're never seeing it really happen on 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 a i guess like in a way where it feels personal like you know like i feel like some of the best examples of helping other people is when you can do it face to face one-on-one like you're talking about like the mega churches right Mm -hmm. now like me and you probably differ on like philosophical and religious beliefs but you know we're both very open-minded and and all that but like mega churches like do you think more people get stuff from that because there's a lot of people around them and it creates this atmosphere um or do you do you think people prefer the very personal one-on-one almost small tight-knit um you know interactions kind of like the bob ross like one of the things that i found out when doing that episode is like they were going to do like this log cabin setup instead he wanted this like black backdrop just him and 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 the canvas and you and it becomes a very personal thing it feels like he's talking to you and i can see that in churches where you know if there's thousands of people yeah the energy's there but which one are you feeding off of you know uh, right. So, how do you feel about that? Do you think that you know those are beneficial? Having a larger, you know, um, I don't know, uh, events and and just places sure. to do um, stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm actually really big into just you know talking about that kind of stuff anyway. Um, but for mega churches, I think for the most part, um, you know, I don't want to be too critical. There could be a mega church out there that's doing something good, right? But right. I think for the most part, it becomes so so greedy. Um, yeah. And it and it's really interesting. Now I'm not saying that's all mega churches. I don't want to say yeah. that, but I'm saying yeah. that the ones that are close to home, yeah, Alabama. Uh, there's one in North Carolina. Um, a couple out in California. Um, Texas. One in New York, um, Texas. I mean, they're yeah. they're everywhere. Right. And it's so interesting to um, to look at it. And a lot of the big mega churches, so all of the small churches 
if you, a lot of them, if you ask them like, Hey, can we see your finances? Can you see what, can we see what you pay the pastor? Can you see what he, can we see what he got last year? Then they'll gladly give it to you. But there's been a lot of, um, a lot of controversy over the bigger mega church pastors and people asking them like, Hey, can we see what you made last year? And then them saying, no, it's private. Mm, and it's like, that's well, sketchy. and so that's the biggest thing for me is like, how much should pastors get paid? You mm. know, like, and then when has it become the point where it starts to become kind of greed and now you're just using a church as more like a business place? Yeah, because um, the, the mega churches come off as like Walmarts and every right. other churches are, are more the mom and pop stores that, yeah. you know, kind of get overlooked because everything's at the, the one that has the most money, which are these right. bigger churches and stuff. And they, they probably are able to do a lot of events, uh, reach out to a large amount of people in, in different communities, right. you know. Yeah, um, and it's like, you know, a lot of it, like if you walk into a mega church, it's all about production it's all about the way it looks mm. um and it's kind of like you know really like we have to analyze and you know this is once again my kind of type coming in and i'm not <laughs> right. saying i'm the only one that's done this i i've got a lot of friends who we are very critical of the church because that's what really we're we're called to be is skeptical we are skeptics all of it. Uh, everybody is anyway. They right. need to be because what's the like? It's no good for you to believe in something you've never you've never really tested to see if it's a good thing to believe in or not. Yeah, so, I respect that. So you know, me and my friend are really, really critical of of churches, like of pastors particularly, because they're put in such a position that can be either so that they can be either really good for their for their goal for the purpose that has been set before them or they can be really bad at it they can really put some toxicity in the church that doesn't need to be there in the first place there's always mm. been trouble throughout the years throughout hundreds of years with the church and that's because people are leading it that's because you have you have humans leading it <laughs> yeah no you're right with flaws um, like exactly yeah, yeah. And so like one of the things me and my friend do is, man, we're about the only people. So I go to kind of a mega church, I guess. Our our particular site has like 50 people at it. That's why I enjoy it. But what we do is, man, we'll bring our Bibles in. We'll daggum sit there. And he has like his whole outline already printed off for us. And we'll just sit there and like we'll start reading what he put on the outline and then what, what we have on here and you know we're we're catching every every mistake that he's that he has and you know a couple of mistakes are okay you know a year mm -hmm. like i'm not saying make a mistake every sunday but it's like that's but there needs to be some accountability for pastors for mm -hmm. for the church and i think a lot of that is getting away in these mega churches is accountability yeah because they become like a face of like a program it's like a head coach right. <laughs> yeah you know yeah. 
So it, yeah. it, it's it, the way I look at that is like any position of power, you know, exactly. because power corrupts. I mean, yep. mm-hmm. it, it just honestly does. And that we all have a level of influence. You have a influence over your family and friends, uh, just like they do over you. Now, if right. you are like a politician, if you're, um, you know, a, a priest or a pastor or anything like that, um, or even like a content creator, like that has a lot of followers and stuff, yeah. what you put out there influences on a scale that you probably can't even really truly conceive. Right. And that, and so if you put anything out there that's negative, toxic, misleading, false, that's going to produce ripple effects that you can't even control. And so you have to accept that with power, with leadership positions on any scale at work, if you're a supervisor, mm-hmm. like you need to understand that even the smallest thing like making somebody's schedule is affecting somebody's life you know people will look at their schedule and go this is i gotta adjust my life the things that i want to do and the time that i want to spend to somebody else because they they made it this way right so it becomes like you know a very look the the my favorite quote of like all time is with great power comes great responsibility and and mm-hmm. so with great power, you know, you have to just understand that it's a double-edged sword. You, you, you can easily find yourself being tempted, making mistakes, fall into some kind of greedy situation, especially when money's involved, um, or just taking advantage yeah. of other people because right. you have an influence and that's not yeah. fair, you know, because yeah. uh, uh, especially at churches and, and, and even politics, people are looking for hope. People are looking for answers. You know, yeah. doctors, like all these different positions out there and with within our society that uh, at their core were designed to do good. They were right. actually designed to be very unselfish uh, lifestyles that you are basically taking it upon yourself to like do as much good in the world by, you know, sacrificing whatever you have to. You know, I'm sure that all of these positions come with some kind of mental cost you know i'm oh, sure yeah. a lot of you know pastors hear about a lot of messed up stuff from people's different lives mm-hmm. um politicians that go out on the road they're hearing hey you know i just lost my job my family's you know different things like that you know right. but but it just it's it's important to me that you always Um, you can follow others, but don't follow blindly. Make sure that you are keeping a level of like, okay, I'm not going to take everything you say as like law, like, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's like, where can I listen to you? And, and, and where can I just be sure that you're telling the truth about everything that you're doing and saying and everything like that, because that's heartbreaking. If you've ever had somebody you've looked up to, uh, disappoint you, right. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure it's all happened on some kind of scale, but especially when you're dealing with something on such a deep emotional, personal level, like, you know, religion or even politics. I mean, these things are so uh, woven into our, our being and our motivations to carry on throughout life. And they affect us on a daily, um, that like they, we just, we hold them so dear. And so if there's any, you know, anything trying to, um, disrupt that or or mess that up, you know, we get defensive, but you know, it it can be a tricky situation, man. I, I don't know. I, to just get back on the mega churches real quick and stuff like that, like, 
I don't know. I like a, I like the I like the idea of being like in a room full of a bunch of people. It's like being at a huge concert, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like yeah. wow, this so many people there are here for the same reason. Yeah. Um, but I love the intimacy of something small, like some, you know, when you're going to a, a concert or or a church or a, an event or whatever, and it it feels like it, it's a tight knit group, you know. Yeah. Or you can just feel comfortable. I mean, you can feel comfortable in a room of thousands of people, I'm sure, sure. because wow, yeah. there's a thousand people there or subway just like me. But um, you know, I don't know, man. It's it's very interesting though, like yeah. the directions of different things and how they've evolved. Because man, you know, uh, I know a lot of people. <laughs> uh, someone in my family would joke around uh, about one of the the churches in Georgia that. I can't remember, but just said it was like six flags over Jesus, man. It was like, huge, bro. it's like an amusement park. And yeah. it was like, wow, man, this is crazy. And I mean, we live in the Bible belt, man. This sure. is, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a different culture for sure. Oh, yeah. and, but you know, I think there's so much good that comes from it. So even if you don't, um, you know, line yourself up with everything, um, there's still like a lot of people that are involved in, you know, different beliefs that, you know, really are holding true to what's at the core of them and right. um, doing things like you, you did by, you know, going to these other countries. And even though you can't solve everybody's problems, nobody can, but right. you, you're, you at least made an effort. You tried and um, you should feel good and proud of that. Everybody who does that, you know, mm-hmm. I have nothing but respect for because I know that I'm not doing it. You know, so it makes me feel better knowing that there are people doing it. Because what a bad feeling that would be to be like, I'm not doing it. And oh, man. Nobody What are we doing, man? We're crappy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's interesting, man. Um, so like how, you know, that's the thing about me and you, man. Even like in our conversations in the past, like it's, I, I love talking to somebody who, you know, has a belief system, has a foundation of what they, they, they hold on to but they're they're also able to keep an open-minded sure. uh, you know perspective to everything what what about that happened for you like I, you know in your life did, was there anything that kind of taught you that or is that something you've just always felt like was important to you to just keep an open mind um, so i think a lot of the time when you try to go at it when you like if i'm not trying to particularly change your opinion about something but if i'm trying to share my opinion with someone the worst thing that that i have found to be is to say it immediately like here's what i believe and then i don't really care you believe because Mm. then that immediately closes people down what i what i have what i have found works a little better at least in my in my life what i've done is i like i like the thought process behind so either i'm either asking questions that make you start to question or at least start kind of raising a suspicion so that way you can go and you're hopefully interested enough to look it up and research it a little bit I'm not really trying to, at the moment, change your opinion because nobody just immediately changes their opinion. Um, but because that's that's the thing I think we have a really big problem with is um, is people kind of think they know my opinion, and so they can kind of around a, they can kind of dance around it. But you know. I, I can kind of dance around that as well. I can, yeah. I can dance around your dancing around. 
Um, that's what I really enjoy the intellectual part where we're kind of battling with questions. So we're not really arguing, but we're just having a discussion and I, I'm not going to force my opinion on you, but you can kind of get my opinion out of what the questions that I ask. And so we both leave the conversation enlightened with what each other like with, with understanding of each other's yeah. opinions. And so that way we can, we can go and we can think about it. Hopefully we're thinking about it and we're, we're um, either in either that conversation solidifies our beliefs even more or it raises some suspicion. Right. And yeah, either way, because I'm not here to change. Uh, like I, I'm really only going to try to change really one of your beliefs but I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to go through everything that I think you think is wrong or that I think you think is right. And I'm not going to battle everything, but I love to ask questions that are thought provoking and that will hopefully give people the, give people some interest and some enthusiasm to go and look that up. Because a mm. lot of times, especially in today's world, man, you can ask um, the, the state of Christianity in the U S is rapidly declining it just is the church in the church in the u.s is rapidly declining that's just it, that's just what it is it, that's mm -hmm. what it's doing uh and a lot of us and because a lot of it is we just don't have the knowledge to to back it up when we really get in that situation and when we're when we are discussing when we are arguing when somebody is kind of coming at our beliefs we don't really know what to say because we've never discussed it before. We've heard a pastor speak it, but we've never really looked into it. Mm. You see people all the time at churches without their Bibles, without anything else, and they just come, they listen to the pastor once a week, and then they go home. They don't think about it for the rest of the week. And it's like, guys, this is supposed to be your whole life. This is your whole after life this is supposed to this is your belief is that something after life is going to take place and you're not even going a hundred percent in that and that's and that's all that we're asking is that you just fully dive into that and they won't do it but they'll definitely call themselves christians to make sure that they can under the facade that they can put a facade over themselves that they that that is going to happen that they are right. going to that something good is going to happen when they die pretty much. And so we get a lot of these people who don't really know exactly what their beliefs are. Um, and so that's why I really like to ask more questions and to argue because the quickest way to change someone's, the quickest way to, to shut someone off from you even trying to change their opinions is by telling them that they're wrong. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's just 100%. 100%. If you want to know how to turn someone away from changing at all, tell them that they're wrong. But that's what that's what I think I like about my my thing is I'm not particularly trying to change your opinion, but I'm really just trying to put my belief out in a way that is thought provoking. Yeah. yeah. No, I definitely I, I definitely have experienced that, man. I mean, because like I, I remember listening to an Alan Watts like speech and you know, I'm like a sucker for his stuff, but he basically would say like, Hey, I'm not 
trying to convince you of anything. Okay. I just want you to play with the idea, entertain it. Mm -hmm. Just think about it. Just give it a fair shot. Do what, you know, and after I'm done, if you, if you don't do anything with it, that's, that's on you, but you know, at least think about it. Um, and I think that that's something that a lot of people do not do. They take a lot of things, um, from, you know, their upbringing, their environment, the things that we kind of mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, because your belief system affects your personality. It it must, they, they kind of coincide. And, um, so, you know, I think it's everybody's responsibility, whether you a hundred and 10% believe you're right. And there's no doubt in your mind about whatever it is that you believe. And that's not even just a religious perspective. That's just like a way of life, you know, and and different things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, You should take it upon yourself, especially probably in your early twenties, right after high school, uh, to really start to look into things on your own, uh, just question certain things, uh, talk to people, uh, from different backgrounds and different perspectives and and gauge, gauge your, your, your belief system. Do you believe what, what you believe only because you were told like, this is what it is. Like you're this political party, this is your religion and this is this, you know? Okay, cool. I know it, it takes a lot of work, man. I mean, and and if that's like your core, like it can be earth shattering Mm -hmm. to, to have grown up your whole life going it this way and then come to the conclusion that to you, you know, you would prefer to go this way or this is more attractive. Um, uh, whether it's right or wrong, I, I, you know, I feel like, you know, at this point, uh, as long as you're not hurting people, you know, I think it's just like, do your own thing, whatever makes you happy. That's kind of where I stand on certain things. But, but you have people that either are blindly, blindly going with something. And then they are the first to be like the loudest person in the room to defend or attack somebody. And it's like, yeah. hold up. Like, like you said, like, why <laughs> have, we, have you even <laughs> had this discussion? Are you just acting off of emotion? Like you're yeah, just reacting. Right. Exactly. You know, like it's like sports fans. It becomes kind of like a fan, mm. a fandom perspective than it does like a, you know, a true, uh, honest belief. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's important though. I think you should, uh, people should take more time to, because you have the access, the information's out there. Mm. I mean, you're, you're definitely going to find, uh, one article that says, uh, that's in favor of this and one that's against it, but that's where you as uh, an individual, have the freedom, luckily, if you're in certain places in the world, to make up your own mind. At least you're right. not somewhere where they're like, this is how it is. If you dare question it, or or even if we lived in another time in history, you know, where things were just so like, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. It, it's a little overwhelming. It can be a little overstimulating because there are so many different ideas and ways of looking at Probably. life. But, you know, hey, what works for you works for you. And as long as you're happy, but you can, hey, you have the freedom to plant those seeds and to have those conversations. And as long as you approach them correctly, like I think that you do and a couple other individuals I know, like shout out to Jared. Uh, He's somebody I met uh, at a university that you go to. And uh, right off the bat, man, one of the most open-minded like people I've met, but was like one of the few people in my life that i've met that was really strong in their belief like they knew what they believed in but they wouldn't turn their face or their eyes to anybody else they would listen to you they would talk to you oh yeah and that's i think that's a beautiful thing man because that that is what 
you know, it's all about is sharing these experiences and talking about these things so that we can better understand each other. Even if I don't at the end of the day, sign up for your team, right? Or as long as now I have a better understanding of why you go for that team. And you're just like, cool. So, you know, it kind of clears the air, clears any kind of negative, you know, thoughts or, or, or misconceptions that you might have had. Like, oh, I thought that, you know, this and that it's like no man let me clear the let me clear this elephant you know let me get us out of here man right right it's cool man i think that's very well you were talking about your personality type man like i think over yeah do you consider yourself like somebody who overthinks or just thinks a lot and what's like really the difference um so actually the really cool thing with the with the enneagram um website is it actually can tell you the the levels of development you know like mm-hmm. i was talking about earlier like the unhealthy and the healthy um like the unhealthier levels you do overthink things like you begin fine-tuning everything so much that you then are procrastinating because Ooh. you're thinking it over so deeply and so much um and then you have at like one of the best levels is it this is literally what it reads right here is like level one is like at their best they become visionaries they broadly comprehend the world while penetrating it profoundly they're open-minded they take things in whole in their true context they make pioneering discoveries and find entirely new ways of doing and perceiving things Mm. okay and so it's like there's a there's a way to like think about it a lot but then there's a way to kind of overthink it I mean, I think a lot of that in the workplace is really true. Even for me right now in my job is that I overthink things so much sometimes almost to the point of procrastination. Uh, um, you're trying so, to take in too much information. Yeah, you can I'm never trying, take in enough. <laughs> right. I'm trying to make sure that it is the it is exactly everything that I would want in a perfect right. situation. And it just doesn't happen. But yeah. This is a, but then you, you can get to the point where it's like, I've, I've thought about things. I know my beliefs. I know, I know what I want in life. I know everything. And, and I can be confident in that. And I, I know the arguments to my beliefs that are, that are for and against my beliefs. Mm. I know all of those sides of the art. I know every argument or not every argument, but just all the sides. So that way I can kind of discuss both ways. I can be devil's advocate to a person who believes the same thing just so I can strengthen that person's belief mm-hmm. or I can be um, a person trying to ask questions just to try to raise suspicion or not even raise suspicion but just to plant seeds to um, to for that other person to want to grow intellectually in that topic and that's what I really enjoy doing is you know I th- a lot of what type fives really want out of life and this is what it says here uh, that type five's basic desire is to be capable and competent we mm. just want to we just want to we want to know and a lot of that comes from like the the um man you sure know your stuff like that yeah. phrase is like the perfect phrase you could say, <laughs> you could say <laughs> to a type five um but it's like so it's like i'm going to sit here i'm gonna I'm gonna ask questions, and then I I want to I want you to be able to think those out in front of me, 
and maybe at some points kind of catch some of those questions that you ask because every single word that you say it has meaning to it even though you may say you don't accidentally mean it mm, um, that's that's very true it's really deep it's uh, it's really deep like a person can say um like let's say they were fighting with their friend and they say well i feel like you always throw me away when i do something a little bit wrong and it's like that could mean a lot of things but that has a deep meaning because what if that what if that person that just said that what if their father left them when they were younger and mm. they don't they don't realize that what they're saying could be could, that could factor in when there's so many things that factor in like you were saying earlier like nature versus nurture and everything factors in the, the human mind is so complex after um, thousands of years of being uh, of humans being on earth it's crazy to think about well at least for you know the recorded times anyway right it's so crazy to think about how we don't even understand the human body completely yet yeah dude i mean there's so many things i want to say now <laughs> I, wrote, <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote some things down uh so when you were you were talking about like the uh, the trade-off of like kind of overthinking like i think that's like with people who have uh, like a deep imagination like you can think of some really cool awesome beautiful things but on the other end of the spectrum you could probably be somebody who comes up with like the worst case scenario and that could freak yep. you out you know yep. so so there's beauty and then there's uh like horror in in all in the same thing um uh talking about challenging beliefs and stuff like that i think that's super important bro because you can't stay comfortable forever even when when you think right. you got it figured out that doesn't guarantee you a pass the rest of your life to never uh have to step out of your comfort zone yeah. to, you know right. and and if you're not challenging yourself um in your beliefs uh then you're going to get caught off guard and you're not going to be prepared and you might actually take a like a hit like a low blow mm. to your you know and your confidence might go down and, and yeah. it's just like yeah, it's 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 good to surround yourself with people that feel the same way as you that, you know, generally vibe and have the same sort of beliefs. Um, but that doesn't mean that you 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 shy away from everybody else, you know. I think it's just like there's there's good balance there that you can still be a member of like society and and interact with so many different beliefs and and, and cultures and backgrounds and 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 still know who you are and, and, and understand who somebody else is without having to um, be away from them. Because some people are, are worried about, you know, uh, like the influence like of other people. Like we have an impact on each other. Our words, like you said, have an impact on each other. And um, like you were talking about like a text message, man. Like our, our society right now, we have to overanalyze and overthink everything. <laughs> Because, so I mean, because it used to be like you said something to me and if you were mad, I would know because usually we would be face to face, body language, tone in the voice. If you send me a text, unless you hit me with some emojis or <laughs> some, some things, there's so much. There's like this Keen Peel uh, skit where they're texting each other and it's just they're completely reading it all wrong yeah, and, right. and i feel like we since we interact so much through like a text through like uh social media and stuff like that that we're we are left with um asking more questions 
yeah. I'm trying to really think about things uh, like, oh, did you mean come over like in a, yeah, come over. Or did you mean like, yeah, come over, you know, like there's always two ways to think about things. And that's why I think people are more anxious and filled with a little bit more anxiety about things and like right. social anxiety. I think it can really like, you know, have that that effect we have a lot of information out there but then there's a lot more things to question and, and try to analyze and yeah. if you are a thinker uh you can find yourself you know in dangerous territory sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. but um we were talking about environments and and things like that now this is where i wanted to ask you something uh as far as like zodiac stuff do you think when you're born has an effect on who you are in your personality you so know that's that's really interesting to even try to process Um, because there's so many events and and time restricted things I mean even such as holidays Mm -hmm. and um, you know growing up if you're if your birthday is like or if you're born near Christmas um, I mean just really small things like that which are so out of the way that you'd never really think about it that that would have an impact but maybe later in life you your love language is receiving gifts because your birthday was so close to december that that's when you got the most presents kind of thing Mm. um it's just really interesting to think about because it really is a small stuff and then over time we think that the small stuff doesn't matter but it really adds up yeah um and that's the that's the thing that i've been looking at um as well is like over over time the small stuff really adds up to really big but um do like doing those kind of things now i'm not super familiar with zodiac yeah Um, yeah like the zodiac signs like libra and and stuff like that you know i'm a libra but 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 you know how they have these descriptions and people read into horoscopes but it just makes sense is if if where you're born and when you're born because like if me and you who we are right now were born in the 70s how different would we be if we were born in the 80s so when we are born has an effect on the kind of person we are like the kind of things that are okay and normal at that time you know over time we've realized that some things aren't you know some things are now and some you know so things are constantly changing so i guess like throughout a year, if you're born in the winter, you know, there's certain personality <laughs> things that people say if you're born in the summer. And, and if you look up, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty vague. Um, but, you know, you'll be surprised kind of like with this personality test where there are certain things that I don't know if it's you wanting to believe it or just finding some kind of relatability. Like, yeah, I, I think I am kind of patient. Oh, it says Libras are patient or something. You know, I don't know. I'm just, I just made that up. But, you know, <laughs> I, just, you know I think that that must play a, a factor in who you become. Yeah. Because if you like surveyed all these people that were born on your birthday, how identical would you and that those other people be mm-hmm. because you, you had the same birthday i don't right. know that would right. be interesting yeah and then to even see how that kind of intertwines with how your personality even like your dna is put together yes. because that has a really big thing with it too i think uh, nurture is is a, is a lot of it but nature is, I think, is a really big part of it too. And there's no percentage yet, at least from what I've seen, <laughs> um, which I haven't checked on it in a while. But 
Well, were, was it you or somebody else that was watching it like a, a something about twins that were like separated at birth and then like um, certain similarities with twins and even if they didn't grow up in the same household, how like they, they had similar experiences or personalities and different things like that. Um, I don't know much about it. I'm, I know I'm bringing this up out of nowhere, but because uh, <laughs> like they've said like we're twins can feel each other's pain you know in yeah. certain ways like i wonder where that all comes from i guess like yeah. if that has anything to do with any of the stuff we've been talking about so i think that's really interesting too even with like um even with like a, a single mother and her child um how the mother can feel the child's pain and then Ooh. and then also getting on the same i like to call them wavelengths on the brain like if yes. you if you spend time with a person long enough, you kind of start thinking about something at the same time the other person does. Ooh. And that's what's really interesting is like because we are creatures of habit. And so what's really interesting, not that I, not all those things are kind of the connection, but I think there is 1000% that there is a connection with each other with, with with each other especially if we spend enough time together yes um, even with like a husband and wife or like a mother and a child you just get these weird weird instances where you're thinking about the same thing and you, you just you just do it and then it's mm. just like the other person is like wow i was just thinking exactly about like i was just thinking exactly that like i was about to go do it that that has to there has to be some truth to that there because like it's like when you run into people that you don't know but you instantly get a bad feeling right you just don't you don't connect and they haven't done anything wrong but it's almost like you guys aren't on the same wavelength and that you guys's vibes are clashing um not that one's a good person one's a bad person but your personalities your 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 everything kind of just don't sync up Right. And, and and it's almost like you're it's like you're bound to disagree and have conflict with that individual. Now mm-hmm. you can probably work it out, I'm sure, but you know we've all been in those situations where we've just met someone and it's like ah, uh, you know I don't know much about this person, but I already have like kind of a weird feeling. Like we yeah. just we don't jive together. Yeah, it, it it's definitely I think true that because we don't know much about ourselves bro like that's the the fun thing about the time that we live in is that now we have this abundance of information access to multiple belief systems and religions and and philosophies and things and now you can really just not try to i i like to look at it like you don't have to like go through and try to narrow down select one but now that you're able to have these different different completely different things they would usually stand on their own, almost uh, fuse together or, or interact, and 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 you can get brand new perspectives. Like you can kind of see like this whole new wave of thinking, you know. And I, I the, that's kind of a mixture of multiple different uh, already known ideologies and stuff like that. But right. um, I kind of forgot where I was going with that, man. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you know it, it, it is interesting man just the 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 fact that we are born in the time where the, a lot of people say that we were born um too late to explore the planet right so we weren't in those times but we were born too early to the point where we weren't out there 
doing some Star Trek or Star Wars type stuff where we were out there exploring space. Right. So, so what are we trying to explore? This is the time that we explore each other and ourselves. Like yep. you said, about knowing, understanding the brain, understanding uh, each other's cultures and backgrounds and what makes people who they are. You know, I was right. watching this. Um, I don't know if you've seen it yet. Uh, first season is pretty good. Mind Hunter on on Netflix. Yeah, pretty, bro. Like that. That is a whole show basically about them trying to figure out like what makes a killer a killer. Like, right. are there things about them that that are, show signs that are common? Uh, you know that yeah. we can start to prevent those uh, you know killers from actually being killers. And uh, right. yeah, so that's interesting because as much as we want to think that we're all very unique and different. Um, there's so many things that are are, are the same and, and that mm -hmm. connect us more. It, good and bad, honestly. I mean, there's always going to be greed out there. There's always going to be things like that that unfortunately exist. I think that the world and the, the life that we live is uh, all about balance. On yep. one hand, you got a bunch of good things going on, but you also have a lot of bad things going on. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's ever going to be a time, hopefully, where one outweighs the other i mean if all good things are happening that's great yeah. <laughs> you know that, but i don't want all bad things happening like the apocalypse you know like right. I don't want to, that would suck but uh, right. you know, all these people that want to you know the zombie apocalypse to happen i'm like come on man you know like that wouldn't be that cool if you had a friend turn into a zombie and you're like oh sorry billy i'm gonna have to take you out man you know it's just like right. nobody wants all that craziness right. uh, going on a tangent man but um it's very interesting and that's why i like having these kind of conversations man because it, it takes uh i think a special kind of person to one be honest with themselves the 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 good and the bad and the ugly right mm. to know like who they are and, and and what good attributes they they carry with them but also know the things that they need to work on and, yeah. the, and the things that they totally if they could and, and if they can get away from but, um, you know, but they're able to be honest with themselves and then ask people different questions that aren't just so easy. It's, it's, it's hard to really contemplate, like, what makes us who we are? Why are we doing what we do? What, what motivates us? What, you right. know, what, what is our purpose here in, in a grand scheme of things? Because like you're saying, as far as personalities, we all have our own motivations as far as what we want to uh, accomplish uh, while we're alive and, and here. And, um, you know, whether that's setting up for a, a longer afterlife or whether that's like, hey, I believe that, you know, once you're out of this world, you're, you're done. You know, what does that do? Does that mean that you don't care or does that mean that you need to do as much as you can possibly? You know, right. so I think it, it, it kind of be a juggling effect, man. But I think it's so interesting that you're so in tune with that and so open minded to different possibilities, man. You know, not yep. many people these days can can look at somebody and, and see different things that it's like, yeah, we probably disagree on that. It's not even really a disagreement. It's more of just like, this is what I, I, I vibe with. This is what you vibe with. Yeah. But now more than ever, we need to have more conversations with people that don't actually 110% believe everything we believe or, or think the way that we think. Exactly. Because, because, you know, we need to understand each other before we right. can even understand ourselves in some ways. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. 
Sorry, I ranted there for a minute. Go no, ahead, dude. That's fine. No, <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I think it's super important that we uh, that we um, we we ask questions. I mean, um, you know, as a type five personality, that's one of the most important things to me is that we can uh, is that we can ask questions, but a lot of the times we just don't know the right they question answer. to ask or we just don't even really we don't find enough time to think about it in a world that is now we now find ourselves so busy which i i kind of feel like is maybe even a little bit of a facade for ourselves to not not really as an excuse but kind of as an excuse is to not really look up or really uh, study i mean we have time for other things um, but it's really like what's important. Like we've got time for, you know, a job, which is, you know, it's important. Uh, we've got time for going to hang out with friends, going to work out, going to eat um, and doing other stuff, you know, listening to music, stuff like that. But are we are we using our time wisely enough? Mm. And, you know, even I'm even I'm guilty of that. But it's like we we have. Um, and it's called, there's a book called The Slight Edge, which is really good um, if you want to look into that. But it's like every little, every little piece of your day is super important. And what The Slight Edge is, it's that little bit of extra, that little bit of, man, I really just want to go and I just want to relax. But I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to do this a little bit extra. I'm going to do this one little thing extra. I'm going to go for five minutes extra today. And I'm going to, I'm going to get the job done, but a little bit better each day. And over time, that slight edge, that little bit extra that you're doing every day, and it really adds up in the end. And, uh, and so that's what I've been really trying to work on is how can I use my time in the most effective manner mm-hmm. so where I can find time to relax because relaxation is really important because um, you're not going to do as well if you don't relax. And that's a really big thing that I've been struggling with. It's like, just chill out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, watch some Office, man. Chill, dude. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's like the, a really big thing for me right now is to, you know, to have that slight edge that over time you're slowly getting better mm-hmm. and you're slowly wanting to um, – you can kind of see it but like that's the thing with the slight edge is why we don't like it why we don't why we don't like it is because we don't see results instantly it's Mm. also the kind of the same thing with like exercising and dieting a lot of the reasons we get ourselves into trouble is because we've got a, a weight scale in our bathroom and we go and check it every day and we don't see results every day in fact sometimes we see a backwards result and so we get kind of mad um, and so we tend to quit when we don't see good results. So that's what we want. That's what right now our culture is kind of turned toward is I want to see the results now. I want them now. I don't want to have to wait. I want them now. I want to, I want to not have to put in that much time. I just want them now. I don't want to work super hard for it. And then on the off chance that it may not get and may not even happen. Um, yeah. And so I think that's a really big issue with, our um with our country as well right now is that we're just we've got a we've got a problem with just sitting down and just 
whatever we need to do to get that extra slight edge. Yeah. No, I totally believe you, man. Uh, I totally agree with you. I think that this whole thing about just finding balance, like, you know, there is this pressure now to at every waking moment that you're up, you could be doing something. Like you said earlier, earlier, uh, like being on the toilet, man, you could listen to a podcast. Why aren't you listening to a podcast? Yeah. Why aren't you watching a video, texting that person back? Like, <laughs> it's hard. We're, we've become really um, addicted to multitasking. That yeah. now now single things don't satisfy us anymore like you know our phones are not just a phone anymore it's right. a multiple uh purpose device i mean our days now like you know there's a difference between being busy and being productive just because you're doing a lot of things doesn't mean that you're being productive and and so you also need to think about that like yeah i could be doing all these other things but are they productive or are they just going to have right. me doing something is, is that the time i need to be relaxing and and and, and take a chill pill and, re- and just take a take a step back because i mean there's a pressure i think like there's always somebody telling you man there's this new show man there's this there's always new new every day it oh, happens yeah. so fast that you don't even get a chance like we are the human guinea pigs to this time uh, an age that we live in because of the amount of information. I, I don't know if people were always like that. I know people, anything suffers with patience. Patience is a thing that we all try to work on. But mm-hmm. now that we are so used to things happening quickly and at a, a at a pace that is just like, wow, I wish that, you know, my paycheck would get here that fast. I wish all <laughs> these things like different results, right. like you said. And so we, we find ourselves uh, maybe looking for shortcuts, um, taking any any way to get those uh, results as quick as possible. And it makes us frustrated. And, and we start to think of people that are where we want to be or, or, or whatever it may be. And we just think that that just happened for them. But we forget that, no, really anything in life worth having relationships you know uh success by any means or or scale takes time and it's not always going to be easy and it's not always going to be uh this uh this uh, uphill you know you're you're improving each and every time you that's the goal but like you said you're gonna have setbacks you're gonna have days that you get on the scale and you look at and you're like dang i actually gained a pound today what the hell but that yeah. shouldn't discourage you because it's a long battle. I love, like, I think it was Steve Jobs or somebody who's like, stay hungry and stay patient. Like, stay mm-hmm. wanting it. Have that same fuel uh, to do whatever it is you want to do in life. But also just remind yourself that, you know, you got to have the, the patience for it because yeah. it's going to happen when you want it. it. It might happen next week or it might happen next year or it may not happen at all. And I know a lot of... Uh, things like that are scary to our our day and age as far as like not having this security like well if i'm gonna invest money and time into this relationship or into this career like i better see results i better get what i'm looking for and you you're not promised anything you know and so it's um it's very interesting though and not many people i think take the time to look at like wow even though we're still relatively young and everything so much has changed since we were just like kids to now as we become adults uh, and and things like that the the day and age that we live in is like completely different even though some of the things look the same like it's affecting us and i don't think people are 
and there's some good things. Definitely. A lot of people are connecting on a scale that you would have never been able to achieve uh, prior to like the internet, prior to like the technology that we have, mm-hmm. but you know, like we've mentioned in this episode already, there's, there's trade-offs like you, it's not all good. And uh, hopefully it's not all bad. There's definitely those things, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, I, I feel you on that, man. Like, you know, you, people talk about burnout and that happens just in life. I don't care what you do. If you're, you can have a burnout from a person in a relationship. You can be like, look, we've been spending too much time together. Oh, yeah. I love you, but you know, we need to just take, you know, uh, some distance here and it's not anything personal. It's just like, you know, whew, need to change the right. pace here. And, and that can happen at jobs and, and different things like that. I, I, sometimes I'll guilt myself thinking, okay, I like something, but I don't get so committed to it i kind of move on to things and it's like no it's okay man it's not that you're basically moving away from that completely you're just like hey i'm gonna come back to this you know like if i watch a season of the office and there's still like three more seasons but i don't get to it for another couple months it's not that i'm just done with it and i can't guilt myself for like dude you should be watching that show watch that show no take your time with it it's gonna be there all the things that we usually enjoy are right there i mean just take the priorities and 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 time management is something we all need to work on oh yeah because there's there's too much to do there's just absolutely too much to do yeah and we feel our we feel our plates up every day so much to where um also kind of want to speak on commitment in a second but we fill our plates up so much that it's like we we tell ourselves we're so busy and we fill our plates up with stuff um with stuff that can be substituted out but we don't know if that's really needed or not um and so we have our priorities i think a little bit wrong so sometimes um i think a really big thing today that I've really seen is the change in commitment. Um, if you ask somebody to do something, they will most likely, most of the time, from the from the people that are a little bit younger than me, most of the time they will say, maybe, let me look. Um, and then they will usually wait until the day of, and if they can't find anything better to do, not saying that what what I wanted to do wasn't good, but they want to wait because they're afraid that they're going to miss something better. Oh yeah, they're weighing they're weighing out all their options. Yes, and so there's no commitment. There's just I don't know. Let me let me see. Probably, but let me see. Let me find out real quick, and then they'll wait till the day of <laughs> five minutes before and be like, "Hey, I'm on my way." And so I've gotten to the point now where it's just I don't have a lot of patience for that. And so now it's to the point where it's like, you know, if you text me five minutes before, it's like, sorry, you never confirmed with me. I'm already, pl- I've already planned something else. I'm yeah. sorry. Like I- I've planned something else with somebody else, but it's like people want to, people are so afraid that they're going to be filled with regret from missing that, from missing the big thing. That's why they wait so long. I think it's really interesting. Um, mm. Cause it's nice. like, so does it fall into that whole fear of missing out uh, yeah, FOMO yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the fear of missing out for sure. Um, because it's so we're, we're so, I think now it's really just our society is really experience based and we're just in it for the experience and for well, what we can get out of it. I think, a, well, I think a lot of the younger generation is 
Yeah, and every day though, man, like it's almost like been programmed into us that there's always going to be something new. So yeah. what you might want to do today, something might come up tomorrow that right. you're like, no, I actually want to do that more or that that attracts me more. Yeah, um, yeah, it's you know because we get we give each other mixed messages, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like you can live in the moment. But you can also like plan for the future and you can still make commitments to people and things and, and, and still enjoy the moment. That's not what it means. Not living moment to moment means just truly appreciating everything that's going on around you, but not just waiting to live moment to moment. You can right. you can plan ahead moments and then when you get to those moments, enjoy them, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. and, it, and it's like, hey, you can believe in yourself and be confident in yourself, but don't be a selfish person. Don't be a cocky person. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's too much of a good thing. Like there are th- certain things that we've been teaching or spreading uh, to to each other. Like, hey, you can do anything you put your mind to. Yes, you can, but make sure it's something <laughs> good and, <laughs> and, and 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 harmful to others. You know, right. make sure that it's something that. Um, you actually want to do not that somebody else right. you know either has told you that that's what you want to do or has like uh, convinced you like really do some soul searching and figure out what you want to do and 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 don't let other people's opinions and, and doubts like de- derail you from whatever you want to do I, I, it's like yeah man i think commitments because uh, I, I have a couple friends that are like that i think we all do that are just mm-hmm. you're like hey you know you want to do this this weekend yeah, I'll let you know, you know, that sounds cool. And like, they're, they're cool about it, but they're really like collecting data. Yeah. It's like, kind of like we were talking about earlier. I mean, I, I know I overanalyze and overthink from time to time. So sometimes I'll be on the other side of that fence where it's like somebody hits me up. Now I look at this list and I go, okay, I'm going to do this and this today. I'm going to tell these people, this, do this, another, t-. you know, and you kind of start managing your, your days like that. I don't right. know where that really comes from that, you know, but you know, it, it's true in relationships. though. a lot of people mm-hmm. are, 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 are more like, you know, I can get certain satisfactions without going through a committed relationship, right. you know? And what if I, you know, do date you and, and, and we do get married or something like that. We, you know, we come from the generations of a lot of divorces and a lot of failed commitments and a lot of things like that. Um, you know, nobody wants to quit what they start. You know, I think that's yeah. something we, we really try to, uh, most of us try to stay on track with is like, if I start something, I'm going to finish it. If I commit to something, you know, you're only as good as your word. And, um, right. you know, so you'll, you'll build that reputation, man. You, yeah. you know, it happens pretty quick too. Well, that, that's really interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. But like, um, the good, the good news is, is that, uh, divorce is actually going down. The divorce is going down. The bad news is the reason for that is because, um, more people aren't getting married. They're just mm. cohabiting and not getting married. So now, you know, my beliefs on that are different um, or are, you know, what the Bible Belt would normally think of. But um, I think it's super interesting that a lot of the times we want the experiences without the commitment. And um, so that way, if it ever turns south, we can we can get out and that's just not just talking about relationships but that's talking about a lot of stuff like oh dude jobs yeah. um 
going places, doing things. I mean, we're just worried that it's not what we would want. Or it's more like this, bro. Like for me, if I could speak for 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 myself at least, like I'm somebody who, who hasn't been in a committed relationship for a couple of years now. Um, I think what it... Uh, people want the love but they don't want the pain people want the success but they don't want the failure yeah you know and and you're not guaranteed any of those things and and there's always going to be the risk that you get into a committed relationship you spend two years getting to know somebody spending time working your life around them and then you know something happens and y'all break up and and nothing's worse than losing an invested time you can lose money you're going to make more money. You don't get time back. So when you yeah. give time to people, whether that's friends, family relationships, or even time to like things that you do, like we were mentioning just a minute ago, like what you want to do in your day, your hobbies, your job, those things are so important because it's the only currency in this world that I feel like you just, you, you you're not guaranteed the amount that you have and you're, you're not going to get any more. Mm-hmm. So, so how you spend it, and what you do with that is is uh, at the utmost of uh, importance in this life. And when it comes to commitments to people, people are so like we we're just talking about moment to moment. Like maybe they really like yeah. it today, <laughs> but tomorrow they might be like, you know what? That one thing that yeah. you do really irks me. I don't think. Yeah, you know, and so that there's a fear in that. Like people want to be rich and famous, but they're afraid that, you know, what if they're not as good as they thought they were at that sport or they're not the best singer and 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 so like people like the idea of certain things mm-hmm. and in their head that relationship it, or you, you see somebody walk by and you like, "Oh yeah, we you know, that would be awesome to date yeah. that person." Maybe off of just like exterior but you know the idea comes into your head and 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 also the fact of like you know yeah i would love to do this with my life but what if it doesn't work out you know what if i fall right flat on my face and i I embarrass myself Mm -hmm. and that's where the 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 fear of failure i think the series going off hold on dude uh i thought i heard something (laughs) i was like that's interesting i wonder what that is serious tapping into the podcast um but yeah that's where it is i mean and that's why like you know i did an episode recently on choices and i was just like really uh lately been going through in my head where i've you know spent a lot of my years uh you know through my 20s not really knowing what i do want and not wanting to make any more commitments that were um maybe half-ass maybe that's a gentle way to put it you know where where where, you know as you get older you know your moves you want them to be the ones that you really have the most confidence in you like and like we're talking about bro you're not going to be able to gather enough information and you're not even at that point going to be guaranteed uh any results there's you might we we have a lot of us have the same opportunities but we don't have the same uh, results and that's that that's a so that that goes into so many different layers but so for me it's been like you know i want to make commitment i'm not afraid of commitment i'm afraid of making the wrong commitment i'm a, i'm afraid yeah. of regret like we were talking about earlier like you know if i do make plans with this person and you know like i i just don't feel like it the next day i don't want them to get mad at me it's nothing personal so it's almost like there's a freedom of just winging it and plus we uh and i'll end my little tangent here but we're so used to getting things when we want it 
exactly when we want it. You know, there's no more waiting. You know, I want to watch a movie. Screw it. I'm going to go to a red box. I'm going to, I'm going to stream it. I'm going to, you know, I don't have to wait on anybody. I don't have to wait for it to come on on Monday night at 7 PM. No, there's no more of that. So we, we, without even noticing it, I think we take those same outlooks and apply them to everything else. Like I want to hang out with Jake when I want to hang out with Jake and, Mm -hmm. and, and whether it fits into his schedule or if he feels like hanging out, that's when I want to hang out. And uh, tomorrow I might not want to hang out with Jake, but mm-hmm. he might. And, you know, so, you know, we find ourselves kind of in that that tug of war where it's really hard to find people on the same page. Like, you know, we're kind of all individuals trying to satisfy certain needs, uh, you know, in, in, within this life. And we're not always going to want the same things at the same time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's the real beauty of life is that, you know, when you do find those people, like you do have to commit, but it's a, it's a good thing when you do commit and it's, and it is beneficial for both of you. But I I think the way, so when you're talking about kind of, uh, expectations for, for, uh, or like the regret of, of a choice and what it, what it could bring on if you, if you, if it is a wrong choice, um, I've, I've lived most of my life. I think the way I choose is really weird. Maybe not weird, <laughs> but to me it's interesting Unique. because yeah. the people that I've talked to have always said like, like, why do you not have any real regrets? And I'm like, well, I do have regrets about certain decisions that I've made, but a lot of the really big decisions that I've made haven't really been decisions. They've just been kind of like, well, this is my next move for life. Like when I decided to move to Montgomery, it really wasn't a decision. My friend literally was like, Hey, I moved to Montgomery. Um, like I, I kind of like, I, it'd be really cool if you could come there. Well, at the time I was at a two year college, I needed somewhere I needed to, I had just finished my two year degree at my two year college. So Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I need to go somewhere else. And, uh, that I live in a small town. So I was like, well, there's nowhere here for me to go. And the small town doesn't really have what I need at the moment. So it's not really like a decision. It is more like an opportunity is really how I view my decisions. And it's like, will that opportunity help me or will it, will it really just make things worse off? So I, for me, for decision-making, I really kind of see it as opportunities um, and not really choices. And then I go into those opportunities with not I'm a really kind of low expectation guy. I think I set low expectation. I like to be surprised. And I like to, I like to yeah. be like, I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad I didn't expect really good things from this. Or I like to be pleasantly surprised. I, you know, I don't like to be let down. Um, Nobody does. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> out of my, out of, out of my very minimal emotion, I'd rather not be a negative emotion. Um, True. So it, so like that's the way that i kind of and and even talking with my girlfriend and how she makes decisions she's um she's got some um anxiety just like a lot of people do about making decisions and so i've been trying to talk with through her with that but she's very open about that and um a lot of it is she's just afraid she's going to make the wrong decision and and so a lot of it is just like you can put you can you can put as much thought into it. Speaking on overthinking, you can put a whole lot of thought into a decision, but 
will it really change what's going to happen to you? Like if you choose to stay, like if I were to choose to stay in my small town or if I were to choose to move to Montgomery, it in the end for me, it didn't really matter what affected me better. I think both could affect me better. I had a good job in, in my hometown, but I also had a, a, a job and a school here. So it's just interesting. It's like you can weigh the pros and cons all day, but really it's like, what's the next adventure? Hmm. It's just hmm. like, you know, like I've, I've lived in that small town for 13, 14 years. Montgomery's fun. And it turns out that I'm really good at just living anywhere. <laughs> like I've had, <laughs> I've had four or five addresses in the past, like that gum year. <laughs> it, has, it has been a real pain with like changing everything on my, on my bills and stuff. But of course, <laughs> man, it, it, it's really taught me some things about myself that I would have never figured out if I had just stayed in that small town, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have realize some things and maybe at some point I would have but I do kind of give some credit to moving to leaving and to really broadening my mind because I I, I like that I, I like going to see new places I like going to to see new cultures and so Montgomery is a new culture yeah um, and so I, I, I get to experience that but that goes in with the low expectations things. I didn't really expect a whole lot from Montgomery. And so I was pleasantly surprised, you know, now there were some negative emotions, like someone breaking into my car. I wasn't happy about that. Right. But, you know, <laughs> good thing is, good thing is I'm a poor college student. So they didn't take anything. <laughs> I mean, and, and, that, and that's where like, man, honestly, I think there's always going to be pros and cons to every choice. And that's where you have to, have some kind of vision and some sense of direction you don't need to have a very specific uh route in life yep. and some people do and it works just fine for them um but there's no margin for error like you mm -hmm. have to do these these certain things at a certain time that there's steps to it um but but there's also like that's where you bring in a lot of discussion about free will like you know how much choice do we have and what choices are we making that are really um becoming the big ones that really change our our life right is yeah. it multiple small ones that lead us to these bigger ones like i mm -hmm. like to think of them as like checkpoints when you when you reflect on your life and your path up to the this point you can always probably everybody can pick out certain moments where they knew that like the game changed, like yeah. things are different now. It's a new chapter. Mm -hmm. um, but then you're trying to figure out like, are those moments that just happen uh, or are there, what, what was leading up to that? And, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's kind of interesting to think about, well, what if I had done this instead of that? But then right. it's also, uh, it, it always would bring in destiny. Like are things happening for a reason? Yeah. Like, you know, like, yes. how do you feel about that? So I actually really enjoy talking about this topic. I, I have a more um, particular type of belief on that that isn't really too common. So I think they actually, I, I do believe in uh, it's, technically called well at least in the christian world it's technically called predestination like you you were chosen and you everything on earth is predestined like it's already pre-chosen for you so it's mm -hmm. like it's like a clear cookie cut 
they go move on. And then free will is like you kind of make your own decisions and then you can choose to follow that or follow that. I land right in the middle. I think both of those actually go hand in hand with each other. I think they both beautifully really kind of go like go together well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, like for instance, like I don't think that piece of dust is supposed to be on my keyboard, but it is. But like it's not predestined. I don't think to really be there. It just kind of fell there. Like it could have landed on my desk if I wanted to. It really wouldn't have made a difference. But like you know, to think about, for instance, you know, like me moving to Montgomery, was that really my choice? Or but that's why I like to think of it as like an opportunity and not really a choice, because it, I could ask the question do I really have a choice? Because Mm. it clearly seems like moving to Montgomery is better for me, character-wise, personality-wise, growing, development, um, growing in knowledge and skills, getting a good job, um, living on your own, developing a sense of self-worth through having your own um, your own apartment, your own bills. I mean, even though bills suck, you still kind of find <laughs> some self-worth in that. It's like, man, I'm paying a bunch of money for something. Um, yeah, this level of independence. That yeah, you can and so it's like, yeah, and so finding a, a finding a level of independence. And so it's like, is it was it really a choice for me to move to Montgomery? Because now it seems like it's so much better, even though I miss my hometown. This is so much better for me that like, did this have to happen for me to reach this or could I have stayed in my hometown and all of this would happen eventually? Hmm. I I mean, and that's where I like to think of different things like, I don't know, I play play around with a, a bunch of different ideas. I like to think that there are smaller choices that are completely meaningless, but there also are smaller choices that build up and can create um, you know, bigger things like, so I, like in the choices episode, I, I thought of like what you eat, right. It, it might not seem like a big deal, the choice of what you have for lunch, but if you make that same choice consistently enough, there will be momentum and it's like a snowball rolling downhill. It will, yeah. it'll be, it will eventually become something bigger if left unchecked, whether that's good or bad. Right. right. So if you're eating healthy, and you're making that choice every day and it it's almost become like second nature you're making a choice but you're not really even thinking anything of it well you're actually benefiting in the long run you know because you did this you will have rewards and it can also fall on the other side where because you did this you will see um you know some uh, consequences right. but but i also feel like life gives you checkpoints i feel like there are only so many moments that are really like game changers and, yeah. and and when you make that choice or if you take that opportunity then like a new tree of like uh choices almost like like grows from that you mm-hmm. know but i think that's why it's important to have a vision because if you go okay believe in yourself i can be whatever i want to okay i want to be this so now i have a goal i have a vision so now I can't help but to look at my life as a sequence of events that are leading me to a certain particular destination, you know? So I have to, like Steve Jobs did this Stanford uh, like speech where he says, you can't connect the dots, uh, you know, and, uh, without looking back. You got to look back and then you can go, oh, well, if, if so-and-so didn't break up with me, I wouldn't have found 
my, you know, my true love or whatever right. you want to, you know, if I didn't get fired from that job, I wouldn't have found, you know, this opportunity doing this actual job that I really jo- enjoy and, mm-hmm. and all these things. Like, that's why I find it interesting when things go wrong, when bad things happen, happen in our lives and we have choices to make there. You know, that's why I think it's important to, it's really about perspective, you know, you know, because somebody moving somewhere that can be the best thing to happen to them or the worst really. And and you're not really sure until you look back and you go, okay, it's been a year, you know, uh, what's, what's good and what's bad. Let me, let me evaluate the situation. Right. But you have to find somewhere in that. I, Cause I don't know, man, I think it can be an ego thing. Like, cause we want to feel like we're making the right choices. And then when things are going right, I think most people like to believe, well, it's because I'm just so damn smart, man. <laughs> I, know, I got this whole life thing figured out. Like, yeah. Of course, I'm, you know, I'm wealthy and successful. I did all the right things, but I think if you really sit down with people that are honest, they're going to tell you more stories about, yo, when I, when I made the mistakes, when I made the wrong choices, but I was able to learn from them. I was able to adapt to them and I was able to like steer myself because if you don't have that kind of awareness, things are just going to happen to life and you're just going to react to life or you can do things that are going to, I think like anything will affect life. You have an impact like Steve jobs. I keep bringing him up, but he he has a lot of cool things where he talks about one of the best things about, Uh, like as you go through life is when you realize that when you poke the world, the world will poke back. Like when you realize that everything around us was not built by people no smarter than you and I, and that, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. And if you, if you put out good things, you know, more than likely good things will come back to you in some way. And if you don't give up, you know, then you will see results, whatever those results may be be for you that you're looking for so i don't know like i think that we all have common destinations and goals like we want to be happy successful doing what we like to do with around the people we like to be around and the goal is to navigate in our own specific way through this game of life and trying to make you know the right moves and the right decisions and we're not always going to do that but we will eventually if we learn from mistakes and we if we learn from like okay i made this choice it's not a mistake but i actually now know that i don't want that anymore i want to actually do this you you know it's just constantly learning and and being able to adapt so taking in information but but the right information and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so yeah yeah <laughs> it's 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 wild, man. I mean, yeah. it's it's definitely oh, yeah. interesting to think about like why we are the way we are and 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 what things that we do have an impact. I think that's something we all have in common. In in whatever scale, large or small, we want to make an impact. Right. Even if it's on our own life, like if we want to be thrown into the world and make something good out of it that benefits us and hopefully more than just our our, our own, you know, benefit but you know it's just the road to get there there's no real map you have certain people and and things from the past and and currently and people that are going to share wisdom and share experiences and knowledge that they've found because you can't do it by yourself you need people around you whether that's friends family a partner of some sort you know just somebody and people around you that are going to be honest with you that are going to help you when you're down 
you know, root you on when you're up and stuff and not feel any kind of way, you know, mm -hmm. not take things personal like that. And um, so it's, it's fun having these conversations because even though we come from two different walks of life, our sharing our different stories and experiences and perspectives can help each other and help anybody who listens you know yep. you'll be surprised the 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 amount of people that will find certain things that we each go through relatable and helpful and even you know your mistakes can benefit somebody else because they won't have to go through the same stuff that you did right, right? so right. for sure yeah, man man well we've been going for almost two hours dude <laughs> sure. almost two hours for oh sure. my gosh <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, Jake, this has been awesome, dude. For sure, this dude. has been a, a very good conversation. I can't wait to share this with people, and I hope everybody likes it. Um, yeah, is there, if there's anything you want to plug, I don't, you know, I, I usually give any guest an opportunity. It doesn't have to be personal. It can be whatever. I'm gonna drop the link actually for that personality test. So sure. shoot me that after we get done this recording. But uh, if there's anything you want to say before we close out, man, uh, go well, for it, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, I really just, you know, my personality type really, I, I can't help but look into things. Uh, I mean, other personality types are, are going to have that struggle of really finding the motivation to look into things. Um, even today's society, really, I think it just kind of goes, it, it today's society really just kind of pushes you to really not think about it and just do it. Yeah. But I just want to encourage everybody that is listening. I mean, to, to think about it, to really just take some time. Not, not, I'm not saying, you know, you know, curl up, do the, um, <laughs> you sit cross-legged on the floor and then hold out your fingers and just, you know, meditate. But, you know, at, at some point, but take like five, 10 minutes. If you've got a question that you've been asking, don't avoid it. If somebody asks you a question, don't avoid it. I mean, think about it. If it upsets you, find out why it upsets you, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But don't, <laughs> don't just push it away. Don't become so closed off and so closed-minded that you're not even willing to think about it. Because what if that person is right? Yeah, I mean, yeah what? exactly. Uh, so it's like just like that's why you that that's why we should be so hopefully open-minded and so um, welcoming to the ideas and whether or not we believe they're right or not let's at least think on them at least have enough respect to think about it you know yeah have but, those discussions for sure yeah well anyway I, I really enjoyed being on this podcast I hope we can even do another one I mean I've got a lot to talk about you know I, I know y'all don't want to hear me <laughs> rambling yeah. all the time but Oh um, man, no man! I'm sure people are gonna enjoy this, man. I, I know I would. I know I, I would. I hope so. We can uh, we can definitely do some of the enneagram stuff. We can even talk about that um, when we do it the next time. Um, Heck yeah! You know, what, once you get it done, once you take that test, we'll uh, we'll see what you we'll, we'll see what you got and see okay. what, what you think about it. <laughs> I I think it's super interesting. I I really enjoyed it. This is right down my alley. So I I, I love looking at this kind of stuff and figuring people out. But yeah, I just, I, I hope this has, you know, been useful to someone or at least kind of, uh, um, at least if not for a good laugh, you know, these people are, but these kids, yeah. these guys are a bunch <laughs> of little jokes, you know, hey, I don't, 
I don't care. <laughs> yeah, we so. started at the office and then we got into like some real deep life <laughs> stuff, man. <laughs> we were just talking about the office and now we're talking about personality. Yeah. Personality traits and the meaning of life and choices and destiny. Yeah. It, so anyway. it's great, man. Because I mean, honestly, man, that's 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 human interaction, bro. That's yeah. that's conversation. And if you sit sure. down undistracted and, and you sit down one on one with somebody or even a group, uh, you'll you'll usually get such a uh, all over the place, really uh, a really good and informational. Uh, conversation that I hope a lot of people can at least find some entertainment or enjoyment or relatability with it because yeah. um, that's that's the whole point of these. I think these are just really cool, man. So I really would like to have you on the podcast again, man. Um, whenever we can get that done, we'll do it. And for sure. uh, thank you, man. Thank you for giving me your time tonight, man. I know it's kind of getting late here and we're both working and doing stuff, but uh, I do appreciate all of your support, no man, and just being a good friend and uh, yeah, just sitting down and having this conversation, man. So thank yeah, you. Man. Yeah. Th thank you for the opportunity, man. Yeah. Like you said, it was, it was hard uh, getting everything together, but we finally did it. And I, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, and and of course. Uh, you know, hope we can definitely do it again. Oh, we will, man. So uh, everybody who's listening, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I know we went a little bit over the, the usual time mark, but I mean, hey, when it's good, it's good. And we're not going to stop it just because. Um, uh, other than that, though, uh, thank you again, Jake. Thank you for everybody listening. Sure. Thank you for all your guys' support. And I hope you guys tune into uh, the next episode of Wonder Soul. Thank you for listening to Wonder Soul. Connect with the podcast through social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Search Wander Soul. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, and review. You can find us on YouTube and Twitch. We appreciate your support. Wander Soul hopes you have yourself a good day. Are you single? Are you divorced? Co-parenting? Married to a ghost pirate? Are you in an open relationship with a sword swallower and a jouster at the Ren Fair? Do you loathe dating because you never thought you'd be single again? Do you find yourself mindlessly swiping on dating apps only to stumble into people you already know or already slept with? Well, sit back and relax and grab a cup of coffee and share a laugh or two with us. This is Why I'm Single. Please look for Why I'm Single wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, don't be a douchebag.